this is that other sports show. Let's go. I'm shugging it right now. I'm shugging it. You're shugging it? What kind? What what banger? What banger are you shugging? Sourheads. Ooh, I got radical skedaddle. Dude, I love that one. So I had the option of in the car for about four hours, but it's not hot in Fresno right now. So a, a slightly cold sourhead or an ice cold. This is a rainbow unicorn unicorn, because I'm looking in my fridge right now. I can't. I don't like these, dude. I don't like Rainbow Unicorn. It just tastes funky to me. I'd prefer whatever temperature sour heads over that Rainbow Unicorn that's sitting. I'm looking right at it right here in my fridge, and I'm fuck putting it right back. So sour heads is good, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you right now, and I'm not I'm gonna I'm not gonna I'm gonna edit this out because I can't let the 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 people from Bang Inc. hear this. Yeah, Bangs. Ooh, sour. really? I prefer their this sour apple. Such bag. a fucking hot take that you have right now. This is sizzling. I almost feel like you have to keep it in, but now you can't. <laughs> I, okay, I have to find my dog and make sure my dog's in here. Okay, so now we're good. Um, dude, I don't like rains. Can I tell you why? Tell me. Because, because they don't make me feel like a bang feels. It's almost no. like uh, it. It gets me there, but it's not like a bang. Where if I chug a bang, it's like, all right, bitch, it's go time. I could chug a rain and it's like all right so this part you know what i'm just gonna leave this whole part in the conversation i'm gonna leave it in the show because i love it this 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 is i'm gonna i'm gonna shock you right now i'm all ears so rain is like (sighs) cocaine cut with like baby powder Uh uh-huh bang is like straight pure like leaf yeah Bang, bang will it messes me up sometimes like is i it really like i i literally like drive to work chugging one on my way to work and like when i get to work i'll be fired up do you want for, you like, just want you just want hours. to drop somebody you just want to oh, drop yeah. somebody's ass i'm like please please somebody do something <laughs> do it do now do something wrong <laughs> do something in the next hour because i'm flying after on this after like four you o'clock right now after four o'clock leave it alone a little bit of a come down yeah, now, in between two and three. If they're gonna if they're gonna attempt to shank someone, do it after four because you're you're on the come down. Exactly. You're looking for the second one. I'm absolutely leaving this in. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> Here is if you're listening for how bad I am now. So my morning routine now is a heaping scoop of woke AF. Um, and then I'll get my workout in and then, and so that is about five 30 in the morning. I'm drinking that at five 30 in the morning. You're a King at some point between nine and nine 30, depending on how my day is going, I'm going to get up. I'm going to drive two lights to Vons where they have a buy two get one free bang special. I'm going to buy three bangs. Um, I'm going to go back to my desk and I'm going to fucking chug the shit out of that bank just to get me back in the game. And then I'm flying. I'll have a light lunch. You know, I might medicate a little bit, a little upper, a little downer. If you're picking up what I'm putting down, I got you. And then, uh, I'm fucking, I'm good till about three. 
and then I'll start I'll start running to that wall full fucking circle. I mean, I'm I it's it's me, it's the wall, it's a collision course. And uh <laughs> at some point, and now it's almost every day now, dude. At some point, this is how bad I am. Right around five or five thirty, my beautiful wife's gonna want to go to the gym, and I'm going to have to chase around a child, a two-year-old, which is uncontrollable. And the only way for me to stay on my feet is another bang. Um, I'll usually chug like two thirds of it or something like that. And then I'll just kind of leave the rest in the fridge or some shit, or I'll just pour it down the sink. I won't finish it. Um, maybe I'll get my wife to split a bang with me, but she has her own woke as fuck. They have like, Ooh. dude, bucked up. Is it like a like, woman? Is, is it like a yes, female version? Dude, it's woke for women. Fucking, uh, woke with a vag. It's weird. Uh, I'll tell you what, I'm talking shit about it, but I've taken it and it works. Um, I've had it taken. What if it's the exact same thing? She, what my wife said was something to the effect of um, this one, it's just more tailored for what the chicks do. But uh, shit worked for me. I was just, I just thought, well, I'm going to have to take more of this to supplement for being a male, right? I'm just going to take more because that's, you know, it's math, simple mathematics, if you will. Of course. So my uh, intake right now on caffeine and woke to bangs is it's pretty bad. It's pretty fucking bad. But I'm still going to sleep and sleeping like a baby about nine thirty. My ass is my ass is done. I am not staying up past nine thirty. Well, when you're up at like four o'clock in the morning, getting ready to go to the gym by five thirty, working out, going to work, and then having your whole family life during the rest of the part of the day, you gotta get that caffeine. Nine thirty is probably late, bro. That's probably late. I'm telling you. Um, well, because again, my wife comes home from the gym and then we're really doing our catch up exactly. shit like that. I'm trying to catch a fucking Warriors game because the Warriors are back. We had no basketball preview, which is okay. And uh, so I'm watching Warriors games now. And depending on what's going on, I might go, okay, I'm going to stick around for the fourth quarter. Or I'll stick around until I start dozing off on the couch like an old man. And then I go, all right, I got to get the fuck out of here. I got to go to bed. <laughs> But yeah, that, so uh, you want to kick the show off since we've already done ten minutes. I know we five already minutes did. on on woke and bang. That's our that's our uh, that's our daily or our weekly you know real life talk spiel. So we'll hit it. We'll go three, two, one, and then we'll go three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, hopefully you enjoyed that first few minutes of conversation. That's real life stuff, folks. I'm telling you right That's now. It. Bang, rain. I know that you guys are like woke smart. AF. Woke AF. God bless you. Uh, what? God bless all the pre-workout companies. God every bless time you, every- caffeine, you caffeine junkies. Whether yes. you're getting it from Starbucks, whether you're getting it from uh, what's the other place that's like Starbucks that are starting to pop up everywhere? Because I know they used to be popular. Dutch there's, Dutch Brothers, Dutch Bros is if you're a Dutch Bros gal or guy, you. or if you're just a fucking uh, Keurig. If you're into the Keurig, I'm making coffee right now in my Keurig. My wife is a, a big Keurig person, uh, or however you're getting it. If you're old school, fucking getting it out of a old pot of coffee like your grandfather did, just brewing some shit. Shout out to however you get your caffeine. This show is fueled by caffeine. Yeah, it is. Uh, so I guess basically shout out to caffeine. We love you. Yes. Thank you for the coffee bean. Thank you for the uh, caffeine extract that goes into basically everything. 
I even have a body spray that has caffeine in it. I don't know why. Holy shit. I don't know why. I, I don't figure it out. I spray it. It smells delicious. I mean, when Does I walk really? through places, yeah, when I walk through places, like it doesn't smell like caffeine. I don't <laughs> smell like coffee. But people definitely are like, damn, guy smells good. They're like, that's unique. And you're that's like, unique. it's coffee. It's coffee. Or, like, yeah. Maybe it's or coffee. you go like you go like, that's what it is. And they're like, um <laughs> That's my it. that's my conversation starter. Hey, guess what? Jesus, guess I what love my, it. Guess what my smell is. If they're uh, asking you, what's this scent? What's your scent? scent is? Get up in here and tell me if you can get a whiff of this. Is that that's like a that's like a man thing, I feel. The word scent. Mm. I think younger generation, like younger younger versions of ourselves would say smell. They would say something else. I'm sure there's some wild word that like young kids like to use my, for all sorts of stuff. I say scent. We're like gonna we're gonna derail the show we are, heavy duty totally today, which I'm fine with because here's where I'm at. My wife and I went to pick up candles Saturday night because I guess uh, Bed Bath and Beyond had a candle sale, Ooh. and it's a big deal if you're a lady, I guess. And uh, those she goes, ones, she gets the candles and she goes, "Smell this!" Shoves it right in my nose and goes, "Smell this!" And I'm smelling them. I'm, I don't even think about of how do I, you know, how do I, how do I put this into words to use the word scent. I just go, oh, but I will go, oh, this, this smells great. I like the scent of this. See? Oh, the scent of these. Scent you know? of the, it's great. You know or what this well. is? This is more of a holiday scent. And she'll go, you're right. Look at the sticker. And it's a fucking Christmas tree or some shit. God bless Christmas also. Yes. Folks. Thank oh, God. Yes. It's around the corner. It's time. Folks, we are completely derailed at this point in time. Fuck, I'm going to reel us back in. Let's reel, let's reel back in. So. Sorry. I love all of this. And Jay and I could literally go the entire show and just talk about this stuff because that's just what we can do. When you let's become talk, a dad, you become a – you love holidays. You, you love, love Thanksgiving. Holidays. You love Christmas. You find a way to – You know what? The older you get, the more you love it. Hot take right now. Let's go. And I'm going to offend some people with this. Oh, boy. I don't care. You're ready. If you have children and you hate the holidays, you're a bum. <laughs> you're <laughs> mad. Wow. You are you mid. Wow. You're a mid parent. Get out of here with that nonsense. You're a mid parent. I, love, I fucking love the holidays. All right, folks. Uh, can I can some... I say this in defense of people who don't like who don't love I holidays? I can't believe you're about to, de- to defend. I'm sorry. I know because you're on a roll and I don't want to get in your way when you're on you're a roll like this. Defense. But let me say this. Some people don't have great fucking holidays and then and but when you have children, it's your job as a parent to change that shit, change the culture. If your family didn't have a great holiday growing up, that's cool because now it's your responsibility to change the culture and have a great holiday. So when your kids get older, they know, man, we had great holidays. You got to change the culture. You got to shift the momentum, Jess. That what also, you're about to do. You're about to shift go- the momentum here. That also can go political and social as well. Let's yeah, but change, I'm, yeah, but we're not going change, there. But we're not scratching that surface. Momentum. I'm just saying. We are now changing the momentum. We're going to go to sports. Yes. So we had a huge uh, UFC card, UFC 267, which I watched because I do have ESPN Plus. I never yes, use it. I love it. Because it crashes like every like. Very frustrating. I don't even know how many times it crashes. I don't use it. That's another reason why I don't watch a lot of these cards. But I happened to have the morning off before I went to work. And luckily Perfect for timing. me, it was a morning card. Thank you for having, you know, a, such a huge time difference. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Huge card. Uh, 
only one real major upset, and we'll we'll talk about that because I think they will hit mixed martial arts first. I think that's usually where we're gonna go. Uh, uh, big NFL weekends, some upsets. Hopefully, you listened to last week's show and you could pick apart whether Jay and I were wrong or right about our picks over unders. Uh, hopefully, we didn't cost you any money. Hopefully, we made you money. <laughs> Um, I think we've been pretty consistent with I think more wins than losses throughout eight weeks. And I bet if there was someone who took all of our picks through the first eight weeks, we'd be on the well side of 500. We'd be well so. over 500. Now, against the spread, maybe not so much, but our, our overall pickums, I feel like we've we've been pretty consistent in the double digits every week. And now we're at week nine. So let me say this, Jess. Um, if you have listened to this show for the past eight or nine weeks, strictly for the MMA, we appreciate you. If you stick around for the NFL, shout out to you. Vice versa. If you've listened to this show in the past for whatever reason, and you've listened for the NFL, and now you're listening for the combat sports, shout out to you. We appreciate you. If you are looking for a card to get into, if you're just looking for a random combat sports card because you hear us talking about it before we talk about football, this card is on ESPN Plus now. If you have ESPN Plus, you can watch it now. Watch it. It is a great card, and there are great fights all the way up and down the fucking card. If you watch this card, I don't think that you were disappointed at all. And you shouldn't have been because it was fucking free. So there's it's that. not free. I paid five bucks. Or, uh, you know, part of the thing, but, um, you and I are on the same page. You know what? You're right. thing. Jay and I were just talking about going. Uh, well, Jay was talking about his experience going to the shop, buying his bangs, right? You buy bangs, you get like two for four bucks or two for three fifty here in Oregon. There, you know, you can wow. do like the three for five or whatever they got going on there. Uh, the thing is this. For what Jay basically paid for three bangs to light his fucking day up like a Christmas tree. Yes. You could also put that into ESPN Plus and watch some free cards. And, and that's what Jay and I both do, even though ESPN Plus crashes all the fucking time. It's very but frustrating. Card, but this card was great. And so for $5.99 a month, you know, you do the math, folks. You're not you're paying cents on the dollar for what I think was one of the best cards of the entire year so far. And I know that we only got a couple months left, but it was a fantastic card. I think when you go from the bottom and there were like 14 fights or whatever, and you go all the way to the top and just, I can just do this, Jess, um, decision, finish, 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 decision, decision, split decision, split decision, and then finish, finish. There's a lot of finishes in here, and one of the split decisions or one of the decisions in here, the fight was so fucking brutal. The referee got pulled off the the card, and they said the guy will never referee for the UFC again. That's how brutal the fucking display of violence was in one of these fights. Um, I don't want to spend a ton of time on the prelims. If you watch the prelims, shout out to you. I enjoyed the prelims. I've watched the prelims live. Um, the and I'm gonna butcher it, but it's a Dos Santos versus um Saint Dennis. This is the fight that I was talking about. Three these three guys or these two guys beat the absolute shit out of each other for three rounds. This is one of those fights where I would love to see the before and after photo of both of these dudes because both of these dudes fucking maimed each other, and that's how pretty much all these fights went on the undercard. So again, if you've got access to ESPN Plus and just miss this undercard for whatever reason, are an avid fan or just you know, uh, uh, what do they call it? Um, 
casual, if you will, watch his undercard, throw it on because it was dope as hell. Uh, um, in regards to the main card, I mean, I don't know if there's anything you want to touch on on the undercard, Jess, if you want to talk about the fight that I touched on here or, or the controversy with the referee or any any of that stuff. But I'm open to like, it. I'm, op- I'm open game. I got the card open. Here, here's my thing real quick. The only thing I have to say about this referee stuff is that <clears throat> we've seen bad refereeing in the past. We've seen it in the future. We will see it again. Um, should the fight possibly have been stopped? Yeah, like there, there was definitely uncontested shots, a lot of them. Uh, but the ref's job is to determine at the time if the person is able to defend or fight back before they make the decision to stop the fight. Possibly being that he is himself and he has his own views and thoughts on what a stoppage should be, he chose not to stop the fight and allow it to happen. Uh, so, you know what? You want to make a change? Go to referee school. And then get your ass in the cage and referee fight and see how you do. That's all I got to say. I don't, I, I, I'm not going with that take. I'm not going with do it yourself, but I'm, I'm more like this. So, first of all, it's always, in my opinion, going to start at the top, right? So, the UFC, the sanctioning bodies, they're the guys that bring in these referees and go yay or nay. If they never saw this guy before or didn't know a ton about him and just still yayed him, okay, so let's start at the top. All right, mistake was made there. But here's really where my opinion on this falls. It is the corner's ultimate decision, and it is also the corner's job to protect their fighter. I actually like that take better than mine. A lot of times, whoever your corner man is, is someone you are very intimate with. It is, and I don't mean sexually, of course. And if you are, ain't none of my business. But it's someone you break bread with. Somebody that you eat dinner with. It's somebody that you train with. It's someone that knows your family. You probably know their family. You've spent time with them. And they understand also how much punishment you can take because they've watched you take it in sparring they've watched you take it in other fights uh they've watched it happen but ultimately again it is your corner's decision they've got a towel there and everybody knows this to protect your fighter if you think he is taking too much damage protect your fighter if you think he's in a scenario where he is in a ton of trouble and it's let's protect him and he can always fight another day um, I lean again, you can lean towards the referee and I don't have an issue with the take of, Hey, the referee should have stopped that fight. Okay. That's a, that's a fair assessment. If you watch this fight and realize how violent it is, have I seen worse fights? Fucking a, I have, I've seen worse fights in regional shows that aren't on campus where you just see two guys beating the absolute piss out of each other. It's a like world star hip hop level. And the referees just kind of standing there. And these fights aren't getting stopped until somebody goes down. This seemed to be that type of referee. He wasn't going to stop unless uh, somebody was going down. And like down, down. So I think there was a moment where someone got dropped and then kind of did a half-ass shoot. Like, you're like, okay, this is where you stop. And the referee was still like, no, you're good. Keep fighting. He's uh, Russian. Yeah. yeah. He's Russian. Listen. He's like, I've in, seen worse in a bar yep. fight. Come on. In, in, in Russia, we, we don't stop fight. You stop fight. <laughs> See? Exactly. <laughs> so, like, that, that referee's looking at Khabib like, what do I do? What do you think I should do? You think I should stop this fight? And Khabib's like, nah, you can't. He's like, no, that guy's fine. Yeah. That's what's what's, what's the guy who is it Krylov or Krylov or that the Russian dictator? Maybe he, maybe the ref's looking at him. Maybe he's. 
making the fucking calls. Maybe he's got, maybe he's who's in the uh, earpiece. I mean, anyway, we, I don't want to spend a ton of time on this, but not. this is my take is ultimately, I think you have to have cornermen that protect you. And it is your cornermen's job when they go in the back. Are they, uh, they're the one that have to face your wife, your significant other, your kids. And they're the ones that have to answer those questions. Hey man, why didn't you fucking stop that fight? Or they know that his wife ain't going to say shit because this is his job. Again, we don't, we don't know what goes into the layers of that, right? Cause that layer, the layers of that can get complicated as fuck, but I'm always going to fall on. It is equally, if not more the corner's decision and corner's job responsibility if you will just to stop that fight uh, as opposed to a ref even if you want to say the ref has a better view or, or whatever it falls on the corner equally if not more um by the way so I, I i completely like that take a thousand times more than my go be a ref yourself there were two things that we said when we did the preview show last week one was we're gonna butcher a lot of these names and boy did we Boy, every one of them, every fucking one of them. Um, but we also said, hey, this is pretty cut and paste here. Uh, you know, it's going to be a striker versus a grappler. And either the grappler is going to, um, you know, fucking get down and do what they do. Do that Khabib style dirty wrestling and get up in your shit and take you down time and time and time again and try and break you. Or we're going to get the strikers that land those strikes that ultimately are enough to win fights, uh, you know, or get upsets. Um, these fights were exciting as hell, though. A lot of them were fun. Um, is there anything you want to focus on here, Jess? Do you want to focus on the, the I'm going to butcher his name again, Cosma, Chimev, I am UFC. Uh, you know, I just want, I want to say a couple things first. So I'm looking at the card and, uh, I, I again, I watched the card mm-hmm. and, uh, this guy, Ankliev, uh, yep. he's, he's, he's going to be a bad dude. Like, I think that he's gonna get better he's got a lot of room for improvement but those strikes the kicks that he was throwing i'm surprised he didn't finish ozmir i picked ozmir to finish him and yep. i in and this Ankliev guy completely outclassed ozmir in basically every way shape and form in, it was fucking in, impressive just d- demolished him the the big right uh it was a big right hand that opened up the cut uh above his eye which was nasty mm-hmm. if you want to talk about we're talking about refs making choices like do i stop the fight do i let it go <laughs> Let's talk about like why a doctor didn't go and like take a look at this like open wound on this man's face. Nah, they're like, nah, we're good. They were like, nah, we're good. Must have been another Russian. Yeah, Russian it'll be all right. That's hey, what uh, I'm telling you. In- Saudi Arabia, anything goes. I love it. Ankliev is a bad man, and I think that in some time in the future, uh, you know, you could possibly look be looking at a potential champion like that. Yes, I-, I I think a fair assessment is you can take the whole you can just lasso that whole group of Khabib's boys together and They're say, always- these guys, these guys are the next, this is it. This is the next generation. These are going to be the guys. They're the next black be, You know, exactly. Like, I love that. I love that. This is the next black zillions. This is going to be the next, we're going to be looking at these guys in three to five years and going, damn, these are it. These, yeah. these are definitely it. There's, I mean, there's, there's no getting around it. Now who knows how it goes with work visas and fighting in America versus fighting over there and all that shit. But we got time to figure that out. Um, 
you're right about Ankaleb, and again, we're butchering names here. Can we just get nicknames for these dudes already, UFC, so we can just stop trying he's, to pronounce the, the, them? Did I say he's the Dagestanian uh, Stipe? He's Dagestanian. <laughs> yes, I love that. Uh, but even Dagestanian, I, I don't want to try and say that a bunch of fucking yeah, times. They're banging me. It's a lot. Um, Cosmot, <laughs> I am UFC. The guy I can cut a promo. If I kill else, you. I kill everyone. Destroyed. I kill everyone. Destroyed our boy Jenga Lang. I mean, just absolutely destroyed him. That was uh, bad. Quick stat. Quick stat line. Jung Long or Jung Lang, Jenga Lang, whatever. Mm-hmm. Dude's a terrific striker. Landed zero Man. strikes. Zero. It was nasty. Cosmot's just so good. Yeah. Again, Cosmot's good. You popped the fight up, Volkov. It went three rounds. It was it wasn't the most exciting fight, man. Yeah, but we all know. I've said this for a while. Every time we talk about Volkov, he's right there on the cusp. He can beat a lot of those five, six, seven, eight ranked heavyweights. Yeah. But when he gets to the top two or three or a fucking Derek Lewis for whatever reason, he can't he can't win those fights. Um, Islam uh, Makashev. I'm butchering this. He beats Dan Hooker. A little bit of controversy here because I guess he had a little bit of assistance from Khabib yelling, do this and do that if you want to finish a Kimura. How, how, um, is that, how is that? How is that assistance? I don't think that's assistance Everybody at all. in the arena is yelling, punch him, kick him, submit him. Grab him by the him, dick. Grab him by the dick. You know, bite his big fucking toe off. Like everybody. The old dick twist. <laughs> hey, that's a real thing. It happened. Uh, I saw it. If you ever played football... In any level, you've had your dick grabbed, and I'm a not little. that in a sexual way. When you're go- when you're in a big ass pile trying to get the football, or you're t- making a anything back- happens in the pile. Anyway, let's back the fuck up. Uh, Makiev is uh, a machine. He's a machine, and uh, Dan Hooker uh, is absolutely a- an underrated talent on the UFC roster. I don't know why they don't promote him. I don't know why they don't. He's got a lot of losses. Me. That's probably why. He's just got uh, a lot of losses. He's just, he's just such a fantastic – you know what? I enjoy him. The, the, I enjoy I, him. I think stylistically he's a hell of a fun fighter to watch. It's very fun. It, as we very said, t- as we said, and anyone who watches combat sports kind of knew it was coming. You're going to get yeah. these grapplers versus these strikers, and either the striker is going to land a flying knee or some heavy, some heavy strikes and rock the grappler, or that grappler is going to get a takedown, and then that's it. Once these gra- once these strikers were on their back, they had nowhere to fucking go. They didn't. They had no get up. That was it. It's, it's and that's and that's that's where it you know that's where it ends. Um, even uh, when we're talking about uh, Chemaev. Uh, he also had, uh, he had Jingling in a, he was trying to get him in a, in a rear naked choke. I bet you Khabib was telling him, Hey man, switch sides. Mm-hmm. He was probably telling him to switch sides too, because he did. He switched sides. He, he, uh, got the, the hook in deep and then finished the fight. Uh, Makiev, uh, also with the, uh, it was a Kimura, I believe, right? Kimura, the, uh, finish. Yep. On hook. It was quick. The fight was, uh, the fight was quick. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot to it. It was just kind of like a brutal, you know, a few punches. Yeah. Here, here. These these grapplers took these strikers down and had their way with them. Just happened. Uh, again, Dan Hooker, underrated talent on the USC roster. But when you are a primarily, uh, when when you're you you're, don't want to call them one dimensional. When, when you're somewhat looked at as one dimensional. somewhat one dimensional. Don't get me wrong; these guys know how to wrestle a bit. Okay, but when you are taking on the talent level of these Dagestanians that are running with Khabib, you just, you got to be better than average. You got to be better than okay. You have to be great. 
Otherwise, you're going to get taken down and you're going to get just grapple fucked for That's 50. It. They're yeah. going to break you. Hey, it's like Rocky Four. I must I break, must break you. you. By the way, Dan Hooker's last five fights, Paul Felder, Dustin Poirier, Michael Chandler, a dude whose name I can't say, and Makayev. Uh, he's a win-loss, loss, win-loss. He's beating the guys you'd expect him to beat. He's losing to the top-tier guys. Yeah. That's Dan Hooker. There's nothing wrong with losing to the top-tier guys. Again, he's got 11 losses, but if you're losing a Makayev, if you're losing a Chandler, if you're using a, losing a Poirier, I mean, those are – fuck, these guys are fuck great guys. Hey, you lose to the top, it keeps your job. You start losing to the bottom guys. That's, that's when you start getting the fuck calls from Bellator and uh, you know, PFL. Young uh, versus Sanhagen. By the way, there's a, there's a UFC this weekend that we should probably do the picks on, so now we should officially rifle through this fucker. Jan versus Sanhagen was everything that we thought it would be. I mean, uh, maybe not a if they fought 10 times, we might have you know, 10 different fights. Um, I think at some point, uh, Jan really started to um, become the more dominant fighter, if you will. Um, I thought he went four of the five rounds. Um, but uh, Sanhagen is just such a motherfucker. I mean, he's just so game. He was so game in this fight. He sat in the fucking pocket. He let his hands and his kicks go. He tried the big flying knees. It's just that Jan is just is so good, which is just crazy to me how good Jan is and how precise he is with the striking. Like, I don't, you know, I, I was talking to a buddy of mine and my buddy was like, I don't know who's going to beat him. And I think someone will beat him. And I think there is a blueprint to mm-hmm. beat Jan. You know, we did this with Jose Aldo for a minute where it was like, man, how the fuck do you beat Jose Aldo? He's just... You wait till he gets old. I mean, uh, or it's a stylistic thing where you catch him once and once he gets caught once, everything, you know, the the trajectory of the career changes. But I don't know, man, because Jan's in there trading, man. And he's, you know what I'm saying? You don't want to say there's equal exchanges here because if there were equal exchanges, it'd be more of an equal fight. It's just... Jan's just a little bit better. And because Jan's just a little bit better stylistically, he's he's gonna win these fights. Um give me your give me your thoughts on this fight, Justin. My thoughts go as this. So uh, I'm looking at the stats. Total strikes four. Jan had 158, but he only threw 280 uh combined strikes. That's pretty that's a pretty high percent. Uh, Sanhagen had 172, but the guy threw almost 500 strikes. Yeah, he just, a lot of hits and misses. So a lot of just trying to and, – and that tells me exactly that I was right about Corey Sanhagen when I made the pick in this fight. I said Yan was going to stop him. Uh, I was wrong about that, but I was right about Yan winning. I said Sanhagen is a brawler. Yeah. He is a bulldog. He will go after you and throw everything he has at you. And, and it's not in hope of landing something. He has a strategy. But when you get that strategy versus a guy who's so well-versed like Yen and so technically sound, you can't just go and expect by producing more strikes that you're going to win the fight. And, and that's how this fight ended. Yan is a machine. I don't believe he's human. He is part Terminator. And he is coming to take over that division. And I think that we're going to see a fairly long run of title defenses, uh, kind of similar, you know, to what we saw with uh, Jose Aldo, you know, back in the early 2000s. Can Peter Yance I am UFC? 
Why can't he say I am UFC? I think he is UFC right now. Um, shout out to, to Corey. And I don't want to spend as much time as we did on Dan Hooker, but Corey is just so fucking good. And he's going to be okay. And I know he posted something on Instagram that basically said, I know I'll be champ one day. And I agree with him. He will be champ one day, just not this day. Um, Jan's a motherfucker, and I don't know what they do with him. I, I hope they don't do one of those things where they start going, oh, you need to go up 10 pounds and fight someone. At fucking- <laughs> I don't want to. Don't do that. Just let him keep fucking having fun dominating this division having these incredibly fun fights that's what pfl does they just let their dominant guy or gal just keep fighting in the same division they keep winning million dollars and And that's it and people are happy fucking you know get the clips on youtube and on uh twitter it's a big deal uh versus glover we discussed the upset and what would happen if there was an upset we both kind of dismissed Glover here. I dismissed Glover. Maybe I can't speak on behalf of you. I kind of dismissed Glover. I was I was I was more about where Jan is at in regards to his career and what he's been doing at 205 and and the run that he's had that's so impressive. And I just I I hate to say it because Bones tweeted it, but you wonder if Jan was just was looking past Glover and looking at some of the other 205ers or looking at, you know, a Bones fight that may be there at a dumb catch weight or fucking who knows. But Glover did an incredible job, Jess, of taking Jan out of this fight completely. One, just from the first 30 seconds, as soon as he got that takedown, Jan never recovered. He just took him completely out of his element. He did that old school grappling, get up in your chest, in your fucking head, your forehead. I'm gonna, I'm just going to fucking muzzle my forearm and just run it into your face and just mark you up. It just... It was. It reminded me almost of the old school Tito. What we saw Tito do, and what we used to see Randy do, it was real throwback. And Jan had no fucking answer for it. I yeah. mean, none. When the second round started, and Jan started letting his hands go, I thought, "All right, I see what he's doing here. He's playing a little bit of catch up." But even then, as I'm watching the fight live, I thought Jan, Jan doesn't look right. It looks like he's. It's almost like he's trying too hard. Like he's. he's He's not fighting his fight. He's he's trying to win back rounds, and we're in the second round. Him and Glover had that exchange, and Jan landed. They both landed, but Glover's. I mean, you don't want to say his chin is granted, but it was this night. It was it was granted enough. Um, and in that exchange, he rocked the absolute shit out of Jan. Jan like fucking flew to the right of the cage and shit, <laughs> like five feet. It was like cartoonish. It was a little. Um, and then he fucking slaps. He just he takes him down and finishes him relatively easy with the choke. I mean, he took him down, and then the choke came like that. And and credit to Glover for being that you know Brazilian jiu-jitsu, you know that masterful grappler that we know he's been forever. Um, but just a wow moment, and that's what we love about combat sports are those those wow moments that it gives us and uh this was a fucking wild moment if, if you ask me and you look at this entire card and how great it was and you get here and you have a wild moment at the end of it and it's like holy shit yeah again like uh like you were saying and we both kind of touched on like this card was it was just really really fun it was a really fun exciting card lots of finishes lots of excitement during the fights that even went decisions and this fight right here um <clears throat> I, I'm just, I'll, I'm going to be honest now that this fight is over with. 
the UFC light heavyweight division is a fucking train wreck. Mm. And I don't have faith that any of those guys can hold on to the belt for longer than maybe two fights. I started to gain a little confidence in Jan when he Izzy, but I also believe that if Izzy and him were to fight again, that Izzy would win. Oh, wow. That's a hot take. So with that being said, I I've already dismantled his championship run and I apologize. Not really throwing him in the trash. You're like bones. You threw him in the trash. Get rid of him. Shout out to Glover. The guy's like 40 plus years old. Uh, Inspirational. They keep keep talking about how he's revamped his training, his diet, his lifestyle. Well, in that fight, Jay, and I 100% agree with you. This was not a revamped Glover. This was him going back old school and and fighting the way that he did. Imposed his will from the jump. He, I'm saying he imposed his will from the jump. We talk about it when we watch when we when we do our football reviews, and sometimes you see teams they just they get blown off the field, and it's twenty nothing in the first quarter, and it's like, damn, we still got to play three more quarters, but this game is over. That that, in my opinion, is what happened after that first round. I I just think he really took Jan completely fucking out of it, and he just Jan, Jan was like, yo, I don't know what happened that first that first round. He just fucked me up, and he just he wasn't the same. Um, credit to him, man. It's an inspirational story. Yeah. It's it's dope as hell that combat sports can still give us these stories. I feel like it's one of the few sports that does. You know, it's we talk so much about Tom Brady winning another Super Bowl at 40 and how remarkable that is. And we also talked last week about how Glover's been, you know, the bridesmaid, never the bride. And we said, man, he gets in these fights and just he just can't finish it. So for him to actually win it, man, it's a dope ass story. And now you're seeing all the videos of the old guard coming out and congratulating them, and the video Chuck getting fired up, and and whoever else he was at, Lord knows, was giving him a big hug. Teammates for a long time. Yeah, it was dope. It was it's a dope story, and we love dope stories. It's again, this is what made the car. It's like the cherry on top of the car. You had. The weird referee thing. You had the Hasbulla running around fucking punching Noguera. You have all of Khabib's guys showing out. And then you have this incredible, you know, co-main event and main event. I mean, shit. That's as good as it gets. Yeah. If if this card didn't give you a sports boner, you need to go buy a little blue uh, sports pill. It's it, you just <laughs> fucked up. I'm telling you, if you listen to the show for the football takes and you have ESPN Plus, just fucking throw it on in the background. You're gonna be like, oh god, these guys, this is violent. Here, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little <laughs> a little promo for for ESPN Plus. So for all you folks out there, I can almost guarantee that almost anybody that listens to this podcast or just is alive has Hulu. Most people who are alive have Disney Plus. If you add ESPN Plus, it's like literally like 30 cents more a month. Like you can just get the whole package and it's and it doesn't cost hardly anything else. You won't see it. You won't feel the difference. Just get it. I got it and I don't even use it half the time. But when I when I get to use it and I get to watch these cards, it's fantastic that I can just turn on my phone and, you know, just watch these fights. So there's my I'm, promo. There's my promo ESPN Plus. I'm hopping over to the main card here of the UFC, which is now a pay-per-view. Um, we're going to try and quickly run through these. I saw the uh, undercard here. Do you remember Chris Barnett? And I could be wrong here, Jess. Did Chris Barnett do our show? 
the heavyweight? Yes, uh, we did have Chris Barnett, large man. Uh, yes, big, I believe he was fighting for the ad- XFC at the time, right? Yeah. Well, you already know how it goes. By default, we're rooting for Chris Barnett on this card. Um, I don't want to spend a ton of time on the undercard, but it does have Alquinta versus Bobby Green. That fight's a banger. This card is a absolute banger. UFC 268, Usman Covington 2. I'm going to start at the bottom, Jess. We're going to try and bang these out. Frankie Edgar versus Marlon Vera. Uh, Marlon Vera is a slight favorite, Jess. Who you got? Uh, you know, uh, Frankie Edgar has also given us a lot of those like great, you know, stories. Uh, and I, I'm not gonna go against him just yet. I think that Frankie Edgar uh, stylistically matches up very well against Marlon Vera, and I expect this to be another Edgar walk off story where everybody's happy and they feel good. Frankie Edgar by decision. I'm glad that you feel this way because I feel the opposite way. I feel combat sports is an incredibly cruel sport. And the last time we saw Frankie Edgar, he was being peeled off the mat by Corey Sand by because Corey Sandigan need him to fucking outer space and he came back and was flat. Um, I like Vera here. I like Vera knockout. I'm not excited about it because I love Frankie Edgar. He's a UFC Hall of Famer, but he's getting knocked down in this fight. And I'd say he gets knocked down in one round. Um, Billy Quarantilio seems to be MMA Twitter darling versus Shane Burgos. Burgos is a slight favorite, Jess. Who you got? Um, in this fight, I don't know who Quarantillo is. And, uh, really? Burgos is a badass. There um, it is. <laughs> so that's I'm, all you got to say by default i'm gonna go with shane burgos and uh uh i'm just gonna go just yeah, that's it i don't know what's i don't know what's you don't even have to say anymore that's it you nailed it uh i like burgos slightly quarantino is a live dog we'll leave it there uh justin gay gaychi gay c versus michael chandler you know we spent a lot of time talking about how much of a banger sanhagen versus jan is well, here we are. This is uh, Batman pointing at Batman uh, meme. This fight's fucking incredible, Jess. This fight right here, in my opinion, is worth the 60, 70 bucks. Um, people want to really poo-poo on Chandler because he, he lost the title. Meanwhile, meanwhile it's because he's a trumper. Come on. Uh, maybe that's what it is. I didn't know that. Well, now I got to bet. Now I'm, what isn't, isn't Gaethje as well? Is this Battle of the Trumpers? It might, it might be. Holy fuck. Um, now we're back to square one. People just I don't know. Listen, well, now I don't like this fight as much. Now it's not as sexy, but I, I, I love this fight. Jess, who you got? Uh, I got Justin Gaethje. I think this is this this is a, a Gaethje fight. This is stylistically again. They they yeah, both it's a they bad both, matchup. For they both come off as like they're strikers, except Gaethje has wild striking that is technically sound. Uh, Michael Chandler has to set everything he does up, mm-hmm. and I and I believe that by the the setup time the amount of time it's going to take him to do that Gaethje's already going to be throwing shots that and let's face it I know that Chandler can also wrestle but Gaethje is like an outstanding wrestler and rarely gets taken down yeah add that with the strikes again I'm just saying stylistically it's a bad matchup like you said it's it's a bad matchup for Chandler I'm gonna go Gaethje knockout second round I think Chandler uses his wrestling to to do ground and pound, which he did really good um, in his first two UFC fights. And the fight was against Charles Oliveira, where he had Oliveira in trouble for a moment before Oliveira turned that around, won the belt. Um, Chandler's not fought since then, so this is an incredibly intriguing fight. This could be winner ends up fighting for the belt. I agree with you, Jess. Uh, Chandler needs to plant his feet. And setups twos and threes. Um, Gaethje is a one-punch knockout guy, and he throws hard overhand rights, hard body kicks. 
Um, stylistically, stylistically, you nailed it. Uh, I don't think Chandler makes it out of two rounds. This is just um, bull versus bull. Um, they're going to go heads up, you know, square up in the middle. I'm going all in. Um, Gaethje knockout round one. I don't think Chandler makes it out of round two. But he might. Um, Rose, Thug, Namajunas versus Zhang Wheeling. We got a banger, Jess. Rose is an incredibly slight favorite. Um, knocked out Zhang the last fight. God, I love this fight. We got now, correct me if I'm wrong, but Rose has won both fights so far, correct? I believe this is their second fight. The it's first the- time they fought, she got knocked that out, an- and that was it. it. Okay, so here's my thing again, styles make fights when it comes to combat sports. And unless you can set up two strikers or two grapplers or two whatever Brazilian jiu-jitsu specialists, you'll get that chess match. This is not a chess match. This is Rose is good at so many things. Mm-hmm. Her her submissions are tremendous. She's got decent wrestling, and we all know that she can strike, and she's actually improved her striking significantly over the past, I want to say, three to five years. Uh, Wiley is a primarily dominant striker, and I think that when you get that type of matchup, we go right back to what we were talking about, Chandler and Gaethje. Rose can do so many different things. Wiley can only do that one thing really well, uh, so you can't discount her. But because of the aspect or because of what Rose I think that she's going to get another submission win. I'm going to go round three submission. It'll look, mm. it'll be a fun fight for a few rounds. Rose is going to find a way to get her on the ground and then, and then stop her. Yeah, I'm torn on this one. I don't want to lie to you. Um, I, I think that Zhang is such a fucking live dog in this fight. And outside of her one loss, I mean, she was the, this is a cyborg. This is a robot. This woman isn't real. Um, Rose has had such a unique career and, uh, I, I, God, we all know when Rose is on, she is a motherfucker. Um, God, I almost want to pick Zhang just cause I want to see him fight a third time. And, and I agree with you stylistically, if it stays standing, I feel like it's more of a 50, 50 fight. If it hits the mat, if it gets to the grappling, Rose is going to give her a ton of fits with the with the long lanky legs and the arms and the limbs. She's going to give her fits. Um, I'm leaning Rose. Um, I'm going to go TKO round two. I'm going to go around before you here. God, this fight, this fucking fight's great though. Okay, real quick, this card is another just absolute banger. Like Jay's been saying, like the, the yeah. Now we're getting to the main event. Two, two, like now we're getting to the amazing. main event. It's been amazing. We're about to spend an hour on fucking combat sports, and we still got to knock out the NFL. Um, <laughs> Usman versus Covington too. Make this the 15th consecutive show that I've brought up how much I love the first time these guys fought. Um, and I watch it all the fucking time. This is probably the most watched fight for me in the last two years. I, I, I really probably is. Um, who you got, Jess? Man, this fight. This fight, believe it or not, I feel is an absolute pick I I don't think that it should be. But I am so damn torn. I think it's because of the promotional value that Colby has. Yeah. Like he. You're drinking the he, Kool-Aid. I, he comes off as like he is the baddest man on the planet. Like you you start to believe it. But then at the other at the other end of that spectrum, you have Usman, who probably is, in fact, the baddest man on the planet. Yeah. So, <laughs> like. That's I the whole thing. To pick him, but I'm not going to because on this show, we don't push for shit. 
not even in combat sports. I'm saying this. Usman is going to win. He's going to finish, and he's going to dominate Colby this time. It's not going to be a, a fight. It's not going to be a back and forth. Usman will come into this fight and prove to the world that he is, in fact, the baddest man alive. He's going to finish Colby within three rounds. No. And will remain the uh, welterweight champion. Yeah, you're right, Jess. Um, I'm piggybacking off of you. So heavy <laughs> off the show. It's pathetic. Um, trending up. And I don't want to say trending down as much as just Usman is trending through the fucking roof right now. And I think where he's at mentally is a whole nother place. Um, I watch this guy on Snapchat and he's training his ass off in the daytime and then like fucking watching cartoons with his kids at nighttime. So he's just mentally where you want to be as a fighter. And, uh, if anything, maybe Colby rubs him the wrong way and he gets Usman out of his element. But I, I don't think that happens. I, no. I, look, I look at that second Masvidal fight where Masvidal was under his skin and he fucking had no problem completely flooring my guy. Um, I just think I think the first time these guys fought two years ago, they were in different places. And now they're in completely different places where Usman is really trending up. And again, I just don't know if Covington has made that hop. He's just kind of hung out. He fought Woodley and he's done nothing since yeah. then. Yeah. So it, this might be one of those fights where he gets exposed just for not being as active as he was prior to the, the you know, the Woodley and the Usman fight. I'm going to go Usman knockout round three. I like it. And, and let's remember this too. Important, like, uh, important kind of like magical thing to remember is it's in Madison Square Garden in Great things happen in Madison Square Garden, unless you're the Knicks mm. currently. Yes. <laughs> Other than that, you're good. Um, NFL time? NFL time. Let's do it. We're going to shoot through bad games quickly. Here's the first <laughs> yeah. bad game. Well, Thursday night, the Jets at the Colts. So you got 10 points, 10 points spread. We got our first first game we're opening up with on a Thursday night. It's 10, 10 and a half if you're using BetMGM, the home of Ariel Hawani. Who you got? Uh, I don't like the 10 points, but I like the Colts to win. Yeah, Colts are weird right now. Again, this guy wins. Jesus Christ. Uh, Colts win. Jets cover. He is who we thought he was. Uh, Bengals, two and a half favorite at home versus the Brownies. This game is sexy. Who you got? Bengals lost to the Jets. I still can't believe it either. That Uh, was a weird game. Who the hell's Mike White anyway? This guy was like a – he was like bagging groceries – like two weeks ago, right? Like, and then he got picked up, and now he's like winning football games, throwing for four hundred five yards, two touchdowns, absolutely insane. Uh, Against I like the Bengals, Bengals defense, everyone was talking a high shit about. Yeah, I like the Bengals. They rebound from that loss because they're going to be embarrassed as fuck. They're going to come in. Uh, Cleveland is hurt still. Yeah, bad I don't, Baker. Know, I don't even know if Baker's playing it yet. And even bad if Baker. he is, the talent's just not there because all the, all the talented guys are hurt. Uh, Bengals, bad Baker. Bengals at home, trending up still, even after that weird Jets game. Young kids are going to have weird, funky losses. Um, shout out um, Coach Salah, who has two wins for the Jets this year. Match total from last year. Good job. Um, hey, listen, it's quality higher. Um, Bengals win, Bengals cover. Um, the Denver Broncos versus my Dallas Cowboys. This spread is eight and a half. Nine and nine and a half. So let's, I'm seeing it three different nine and a half DraftKings, nine FanDuel, eight and a half BetMGM. 
So I think if you're fucking feeling real froggy about the Cowboys this week, you want to fucking go to BetMGM right now and take that extra point. Um, who you got? Are the Broncos in a fire sale right now? We just, I mean, they Von, just Von, Von Miller. You can Von make Miller is now a, a Los Angeles Ram, which probably more than like, you know, it probably gives him like an extra 10, you know, 10% chance of like winning the Super Bowl. Like, I mean, he's, he's an amazing. That, that's fair. Uh, and, uh, and the Broncos still have not made any moves to do anything uh, to separate the, uh, the weird quarterback situation that they got going on. The Broncos, I think, have for whatever reason – all of a sudden decided this season's done. Like, let's move mm-hmm. on to next season. Let's see what we can get quarterback wise. Let's see if we can make some trades in the off season. Let's unload some, some uh, contracts and try to make something happen next year. Uh, I like the Cowboys regardless, uh, even if uh, Dak uh, doesn't play, but I believe yeah. he should be ready. And uh, I like the Cowboys. I like the eight and a half. Hell, I mm. like I'm just saying. Uh, That's okay. Cowboys I'm somebody does. I do believe that they cover. Um, I think if Dak plays, they win in cover. I think if Cooper Rush plays, they win. They do not cover. Um, I think that Dallas really relied on their defense Halloween night. Um, I don't know if they're going to be able to lean on it in back-to-back games. Maybe because Denver's a you know below average at quarterback uh, and average at running back Cooper at best, Cooper. below average line. I'm going to go, I'm going to say, and I don't think Dak's going to play, by the way, if the Cowboys strategy is, hey, we've got to play eight or nine consecutive games and then the playoffs start, maybe sitting Dak for another game to get him fully healed for the for the long stretch is okay. They've got the separation in division now. So now it's probably going to be about, um, you know, second or first or second seeds at this point. So I think strategically Dak not playing is okay. Uh, Dallas wins. They don't cover if Cooper Rush is quarterback. But I'll take Cooper Rush right now, who was looking absolute shitty last year, as opposed to this year. He looks like a serviceable backup. Um, Texans, Dolphins. Uh, Dolphins are a seven-point favorite at home. Jess, uh, who you got? Uh, Just speed through this. I got the Dolphins, and I Mm -hmm. believe the Dolphins cover. I agree as well. Um, is this a trade deadline week or is it next week? Uh, next week. Okay, so then we'll we'll say Watson trade week stuff for next week. Uh, here's another here's another terrible game. Uh, Falcons at Saints. Saints are a. Oh, by the way, I take Miami. They think they win, and I think they cover as well. I think you're right. Um, Falcons, Saints. Um, Saints are a five and a half to six point favorite, depending on where you're betting. Who you got? Uh, I will take the Saints. And I would take the five or the five and a half, but I won't take the six. I'm really weird like, about it. Like, I'm really weird about this game. It's like a three point win, something like that. Or it's it's like a it's like a, it's like six points. Probably like a six point win. Two field goals, win the game, kind of thing. Weird, uh, weird in division game. I don't. Who is the Saints quarterback? It's not Jameis, right? Who's who's uh, going to be? Trevor, Trevor Simeon's on. He's the next man up, baby. Next man well, up. If Peyton can fix anyone, it'll be Simeon. Uh, I, I'm going to go upset. I'm going to go upset special here. I'm going Atlanta. I like I'm fucking Atlanta. I like Atlanta, and they win out. So take the six. Run, run. Get the six. Um, the Raiders traveling east to the New York Giants are a three-point favorite on the road. Hey, road Who you got? 
uh, like like you bring up all the time, uh, neither of us enjoy the traveling back and forth for those type of games, especially like in the you know I mean it's just it's tough, man. There's the time zone thing and this lack of sleep or whatever. It's just, it's just tough. Uh, but in this case, I like the Raiders because I hate the Giants and I like the Raiders to cover. I agree. Uh, I like the Raiders here. I like the Raiders uh, more than three. I think this is oh, a seven, yeah. eight point game. I, 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 we're taping this, of course, on Monday before Monday Night Football starts. So we have no idea how the how the, the Giants are going to look, you know, going into week whatever it is nine. But um, I, I just don't like them. I think they're trending down. And again, I'm I'm shitting on the NFC East. I still don't like Philly. I still don't like Washington. I, I think all the bad, bad teams. teams. They're bad very teams. bad. Um, Raiders win. Raiders cover on the road. Um, the New England Patriots are a three and a half point favorite at the Carolina Panthers. Vegas must have given up on the Panthers. Who you got? I think everybody in Carolina's given yeah. up on the Panthers. Carolina's <laughs> giving up on them. Matt Rule's giving up on them. Matt Rule's already trying to get back to Texas Tech or wherever the hell he came. What's from. up with that USC job? Is anyone taking it yet? Damn. Um, well, that USC job, I can't wait to start talking about that at some point in time since there's it, it's going to be it's going to be we a, got time. We got, be a, time. we got time. Uh, I I don't like the Panthers at all. Um, I just don't. I, the quarterback situation is weird. Sam Darnold, his, I mean, you 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 trade. I can't even remember what they traded, like a third or fourth round pick. They traded two picks for Sam Darnold. Yeah. Then you let the guy play. He wins you a couple games. He has a couple bad games, and they were bad games. Yeah, they were. Then you bench the guy. Like you, basically, Sam Darnold stole his crush. He might as well retire now because he's never going to be a service <laughs> quarterback at this point in time on any team. He went highs or highs and lows or lows this season. Job right now, and he will still f- Evans and Chris Godwin and, and all those guys. Like he's just, he's done. He's done. Uh, it's all it's a mental thing, right? We talk about that a lot too. So. Um, uh, I'm gonna take. Uh, I can't. Really, I've already gone so far that I forgot who they're playing. New England, New three England. and a half. Uh, New England has been playing well against bad teams, and that's a Coach Belichick thing. I, and uh, mm-hmm. I think that that continues this week. I think they cover and win. Yeah, I think this is a four or five point game for the Patriots. I think they they win and they cover on the road. Oh, your Buffalo Bills are here. They've they've made an appearance. Once again, an enormous favorite against the stinky Jacksonville Jaguars. I see 14. I see 14 and a half. Not, they covered last week, I believe, right? The backdoor fucking sneaky cover on Miami. Didn't they get it? Uh, well, yeah, uh, they. I believe they did. It was, uh, what, 26-10? So they got the, uh, I think, it was like 14. 14 half, so it was they 14. The- they made and- it. And here's here's my thing. I, I've always said this, like especially with the Bills, because they are my favorite team. But when you're talking about good teams versus bad teams, you expect the good team to just go and win. And Buffalo had a terrible first half. the the defense The Miami defense uh, dialed up the right playbook against Josh Allen and those guys. And for you know what, a half hour of play, they looked pretty bad. Uh, the Dolphins obviously didn't look much better because the halftime score was three to three. Uh, outside of that, the Bills came in. McDermott switched up his game plan. They win 26-10. The defense absolutely dominant in the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, and Josh Allen ends up with 249 and two scores and a rushing score. He now has the NFL record for quickest uh, or youngest quarterback to reach uh, like a certain amount of passing touchdowns and a certain amount of rushing touchdowns. No. I love I, I love this team. I love them so much. Uh, I, I Bills, 
they win, they cover. Jesus, the fourteen. Yeah, this is less about Jack. It's a combined effort here. It's about Jacksonville being stinky and Buffalo rolling on all cylinders here. Uh, 14 is high, but I'll take the 14. I like Buffalo to win and cover. Uh, Miami Vikings, tough loss last night against the Dallas Cowboys. They are traveling to Baltimore. They are a five to a five and a half point favorite. The Ravens are. Who you got? About to freak out for a second. I was going to go hit up every single nah, gambling site and put money all money I have. No, nah, Ravens are a five and a half. Coming off a buy as well, by the way. Uh, I like Baltimore. Baltimore is still uh, banged up, but Ben Lamar Jackson. And uh, he's balling out there right now. The defense <laughs> incredible still. And uh, uh, John, I, I believe it's John or is it Jim? John. John Harbaugh. One of the damn Harbaugh's, they're coaching their ass off. Somebody actually tweeted something about if, uh, or in a group text, a friend of mine said, if they lose, uh, you know, or whatever uh, game that they played last week, I think, uh, will Harbaugh get the boot at the end of the season? I'm like, this is crazy. Harbaugh's got lifetime access to that Baltimore job forever if he wants it. It's Baltimore wins. His job they to lose. Minnesota is weird because we talked about it last week when we were talking about the Dallas game. Minnesota is is good, but not good enough to finish. Um, <clears throat> quick off the top, off the cuff question. Um, I'm going to give you three quarterbacks. Let's pretend Josh Allen isn't on the Buffalo Bills. All right, you get this quarterback for the next ten years. All right. Here are the three. Are you ready? Let's hear it. Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert. Uh, I'm taking Herbert. Nah, it's a tough one, right? It is tough. Second pick would be Lamar. Third pick would be Kyler. But wow. The, but I'm telling the back end. I'm telling you, though, razor thin margins. From- it's tough. That's a tough one, right? It really just depends on what your preference is and if you really want to try and blow the question up and be like nah that that question needs more layers you know what i mean what who's my offensive coach what's the scheme what are we thinking here um but we don't necessarily go that depth we don't No, we don't but in my my immediate argument my immediate argument when i think about it is i've seen lamar win an mvp and it feels like he might win another one this year now herbert herbert might as well and kyler might as well because all three of them are in that mix uh, with Rodgers and whoever else they want to throw in that motherfucker. So, um, I mean, any of the three probably got a good chance of doing all right. But I, this question, the question me and the boys presented and a few other names came up. And uh, I was surprised with the, the amount of people that said, no, I actually like Herbert. Um, all right. Um, I like the uh, Ravens to winning cover. Uh, speaking of Herbert, the Los Angeles Chargers are traveling to the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles won last week. On the road against the Lions kind of fucked me. Um, the Chargers are a two and a half point favorite across the board on the road. Who you got? That's absolutely insane. And if you are a gambler, please God take that. Take run that. to the window. Two and a half points? Are you kidding me? That's a field goal. The Chargers, the Chargers yeah. are a a potential Super Bowl. Should run. they win by seven? They should win by seven. Okay, they should at least win by seven points. I think they win by double digits, and uh, so I'm taking the Chargers. And I didn't I'm... see enough of that Eagles game against the Lions, but it's I don't the have to see. I, yeah, I don't need to see it. I don't need to you see don't. it. The Chargers are better than the fucking Lions. Um, 44 points against the Lions is nothing. If this line was four, 
I'd be like, wow, this line's four. That's low. Uh, two and a half. Chargers win, they cover. Um, Packers on the road against Kansas City. We got some sexo here. Jess, two and a half point favorite. Kansas City. Kansas City playing tonight. Who knows which Kansas City shows up? Mahomes um, uh, dilly decapitated last week. Who you got? <laughs> Uh, I, I just want to, I, before I make the pick, I'm just going to tell you that the Kansas City Chiefs are not dead, okay? No. They're a very, very talented and very well-coached football team. Andy Reid will write this ship before the playoffs happen, and they will be right back in the mix of, again, like another team that has a potential Super Bowl run. But that being said, I'm taking Kansas City. I think that the, the Packers can win games like they did this last week. Uh, without some of their talented guys because Aaron Rodgers is that good, but they also were taking on a less talented football team. Now you're taking on a, you know, a, a team that's been to the Super Bowl like three years, you know, like three different times in the last five years, whatever. Like they, they Kansas City just get that good. Take the points, take Kansas City. Yeah, again, Kansas City plays Giants tonight. Kansas City defense shows up tonight, shuts the Giants, you know, holds them a three to six points or something stupid like that. We might get one of those you know, Kansas City's defense might be back type explanation takes from people. Um, I love this game. Um, I need fun. to know I, I need to know who is Rogers throwing to. I'm assuming Devontae and Randall Cobb and then fucking nobody after that. Um, I lean Chiefs here. But boy, are the Packers fucking sneaky. And uh, God, the two and a half. Yeah. You know what? This feels like a one point game either way. So I'm going to I'm going to go Chiefs win Packers cover. But boy, oh boy, is that a tough one? It is tough. Uh, Cardinals, two and a half point favorite on the road against the San Francisco 49ers who looked OK versus the Chicago Bears. Who you got? Uh, this is going to be a. Uh... I'm going to go wild here. I think that this is the part of the season where we start to see. um, This this is a part of the season where we start to see Arizona not fall apart, but start to to show some kinks in the armor. Maybe not look as good. And I'm going to go San Francisco in this game. Wow. Okay. So you like them winning Freda. Wild pick (laughs) San Francisco over Arizona. I say this a lot. I watch a lot of 49ers football here because my wife's an avid fan. I watch probably more 49ers football than I do Cowboys football or any other team. That team relies on Jimmy G throwing short passes and those guys like Ayuk and uh, Debo making big plays. The running backs haven't been able to break much of shit. Um, They really just rely on short passes and the receivers just making big plays. Uh, Jimmy Joe hit a big pass every once in a while. But again, it's a lot of it's yak. A lot of it is fucking yak. A lot of it's just guys can't tackle Debo because he's so good. Um, I'm opposite here. I like Arizona to win and cover. Um, I think this is a five or a six point game for Arizona. I don't trust San Francisco yet. Um, Is Bosa playing? How many snaps is Bosa playing? If he's playing? I think that dictates a ton, and uh, I like to see the weather here too. Because if the weather's kind of weird, that could dictate a ton too. Um, I lean San Francisco. I lead uh, Arizona winning cover. Um, Tennessee Titans, Los Angeles Rams. The Rams are a big seven and a half point favorite here across the board. Derrick Henry is out for six to ten weeks, which is a big deal. Adrian Peterson is going to show up and probably rush for eighty yards, no matter where or how old he is. Um, who you got? Uh, I, I want to say that I, I agree with you. I do think that Adrian Peterson is going to show up. I think that he's going to show up and get that 65 to, you know, 80 yards rushing yeah. hard. 18 rushing carries. Yards. 
hard earned yards because that's what he's done his whole entire career. But uh, he may be what Derrick Henry is now, like ten years ago. But he's not Derrick Henry now. Derrick Henry yeah. is 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 one of a kind, probably the best football player on the planet right now. Uh, I I don't like. What a weird game! Mm-hmm. Uh, On the road, the Ram- half is high. Dude. I think I think the Rams uh, are still the Rams. I don't think that yeah. that Von Miller makes them like a whole. Like I said, maybe ten percent. Like give him like a little little edge, a little edge because yeah. Von Miller can still do some things. But obviously, he's kind of fallen off the wagon a little bit over the past few years with injuries. But that's okay, Jess, because they don't they don't need him to be they the don't, playmaker. Though. They just need him to be a playmaker. One thousand they have the playmaker there. This is like when um, the Broncos got um, Demarcus Ware, and I think that that's a a, a tremendous pickup because you're going to see Aaron Don- or Aaron Donald start to get less double coverages. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that defense is going to pick up a little bit. You're going to see a little bit more. I like the Rams. I don't like Tennessee because not that I, I dislike Adrian Peterson, uh, but they don't have Derek. So I'm going to go with the uh, Rams. The same way that the Panthers offense completely operates around Christian McCaffrey and it dictates how their entire offense flows from their play action to just everything. The Titans operate the same way. All defensive players on the field must respect Derrick Henry because they know he will fucking knock you out in a game at any given second. When you take him, when you extract him out of the lineup, the play action isn't going to be as strong. You might take some plays out because the formula, the formations just don't work the same with an Adrian Peterson as opposed to a Derrick Henry. Um, with that said, the Rams are rolling right now. Yeah. And you pick up a defensive player like this who, again, doesn't need to be a playmaker, just doesn't need to be the playmaker, just make a few plays. Wouldn't be surprised if we see him in 20, 25 snaps, you know, 50, 60% of the snap count when he is healthy. Um, and they ramp that up higher, higher, higher as we get closer to the playoffs. Um, I like the Rams and I like the seven and a half because, again, no Derrick Henry. This team just isn't as good. The Titans, I dare say, are mid without Derrick Henry. I like the Rams. I like the seven and a half. I like the mid. Yeah. Last game, Monday night, Chicago Bears. Shout out Chris W. Powers, our boy. Justin Fields with one of those incredible Barry Sanders type runs on fourth and short um, to bring that Niners game close. Man, that was impressive as fuck. Um, wasn't enough to win, but impressive. Left a lot of time on the clock. That seemed to be the difference. They are traveling to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is a six and a half point favorite. Who you got? Uh, so uh, opposite here of what I said about Arizona is in, I believe in that mode where you're going to start seeing teams be able to figure them out a little bit more. They're going to start picking up a few losses here and there. The Steelers are opposite. The Steelers are now in that mode where like they're officially are, trending up. They're a second half football team. They are going to start winning games. They're not going to be pretty. They're not, they're, they're 1000% going to be absolutely dog ugly games but they will win football games i'm taking the steelers yeah i don't know if i agree with the entire take i don't trust the steelers yet and i still i'm a firm believer in tomlin's coaching ability and big ben and he's just got enough smart high iq football players to sneak out games like he did last week um they're always going to win sneak out in division games so that one did surprise me um this game, six and a half is a lot. I don't think the Bears are that fucking bad. Now I, I know Steelers' defense is really good. I don't want to take the points. You don't like the points. Steelers, so, you're going, so you Steelers like the Pittsburgh. Like you just they don't win like by like a field goal. Like I said, dog ugly game. 
This could be 13-17, right? This could be like a 13-17 game. Just a shitty Monday night game, um, which we're due for. I'm going to go. God, God, I want to pick the Bears so bad here. I'm leaning Steelers, and I like that 17-13. I'm going to plant my flag right there. Steelers win, Bears cover. I like it. There we go. Uh, That's it. We made it. Jay Hanks. An hour and a half. I'm going to let the world know that whenever Jay hangs up, it actually ends the entire show. And then I always have to go back on and like pop open. Do you really? Yes, I do. So, Jay, why are you just telling me that? I'm not going to hang up then yet. Wrap this shit up real uh, quick. Football, combat sports, life. That's what we do. That's what we talk about. Hope you enjoyed the show. Please listen. Please follow us on Twitter. Follow Jay at Valdez spelled backwards, 559. Follow myself at JTT81. And please follow the show at Team Toss 21. And then uh, if you listen and you like it, you know, just let us know. We appreciate please. the feedback. Uh, we also appreciate anybody that listens to the show and all the people that do follow us and, and, and interact with us on Twitter. Um, shout out to all of our buddies. You all know who you are. Uh, Jay, uh, God bless you. I love you. You know that. Yes, uh, I love and, you, buddy. Uh, I'm out, man. I'm good. That's it. Peace, God. Thank you.